This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Rebecca Keating and Paul Radke with Columbia Southern University. Rebecca is from Daphne, Alabama. She has a Master of Science in Marketing and has worked for CSU for five and a half years. She never meets a stranger and loves to travel worldwide. Paul, the former voice of the racer band, left Murray State University in Kentucky and moved south with his wife, Roseanne, in 2013 and has been at CSU for over seven years. Hi, Rebecca and Paul. Thanks for uh, joining us on TED Speaks. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having us on today. Yeah, we're excited about having you on and seeing what we can do to better safety professionals all over. So thank you for being on the show. Can you kind of give me a background about you, Rebecca and Paul? Kind of give me a little bit about yourselves? Sure. So I actually grew up here on the Gulf Coast of Alabama. I have a master's in marketing. And I have worked for Columbia Southern for five and a half years now. Oh, great. Paul? I'm the old one of the group here today. <laughs> I've been in... We don't say that, Paul. We just say experienced. More experienced. That's all we say. That is true. We're vintage professionals. How about that? <laughs> there you... I love that. I love that saying. <laughs> but I've been in higher education for over 45 years. Some of it in brick and mortar, such as Murray State University in Kentucky, the University of Evansville, Indiana. But I now have worked for the past seven years with Columbia Southern University down here on the beautiful Gulf Coast of Alabama. And so both Rebecca and I recruit extensively for our nationally recognized occupational safety and health program. Then that's exactly why we wanted to have you on and see what we can do to help safety professionals all over the world. Why would somebody want to obtain a safety certification? Well, if you get certified, you certainly have advantage over your peers. It validates your expertise, especially regarding your best 
practices. It connects you with experts and thought leaders. Sometimes it confirms your commitment to your profession. And as always, if you are certified, then you make a little bit more per year than, than your peers. That is true. I was going to say, it's just nice to hear that Columbia Southern University has a strong occupational health and safety program. And beautiful weather, too. Yeah. As Barbara and I, we vacation down that area once in a while, and that, that is a beautiful area. And as a side note, we find that a lot of the guests we have on, safety professionals, when they're kind of talking about their background and how they got into safety, we find that it's not something that they necessarily started out going to school for. Right. That they maybe went for something else and they did that for a while. They got exposed to safety in one way or another and then decided it was something that they truly enjoyed and then kind of went back and did a lot of what CSU offers. Do you guys find that with the people that are coming to you or is it more the younger people just starting out or a little bit of both? It's a great question and it amazes me. We have over 7,000 students alone in our associates, bachelor's, and master's degree programs in occupational safety and health. Wow. That's great. Of those 7,000 students, 75% of them are full-time working safety professionals who are non-degree. In other words, most safety professionals get into their career path through opportunity and circumstance more so than an educational degree track. And so certificates, certifications, degree programs help them do their job better. It helps them, as Rebecca says, to be a little bit more credible within their profession and stable within their companies. And so most of the safety professionals that Rebecca and I deal with day to day are folks that have kind of stumbled upon it in a wide variety of ways more so than taking an educational degree track as a 18 to 22-year-old student. I love hearing that because when we started doing this podcast, and Ted was probably more familiar with sometimes the way people get into the safety field. And I think it's also amazing how many opportunities there are in the safety world that people aren't aware of. But I love that you just reiterated that those numbers, 7,000 students and 75% are full-time going kind of back to reiterate. They want to better themselves, yeah, right? And they want to better themselves in safety and how incredible that really is. Yeah, I love that. It's amazing. Rebecca and I have both heard some stories sometimes about how they've been in a meeting and they've left the room, they come back and oops, they're suddenly the safety manager of the company. (laughs) Yeah. Or in the olden, I shouldn't say the more experienced days of life, right? (laughs) Yep. The last person to get hurt sometimes became the safety manager, right? And all of a sudden they got all this stuff thrown out and they feel the responsibility. But you're right. Exactly, Paul. What you're saying is that there are people out there that are just thrown into it because they left the meeting, because they got hurt, because of some reason. And those are the people that, you know, on our podcast, we really want to try and help. So having you on gives them a great option of things to look at. Right. And that just amazes me when I hear that, how people are just kind of thrown in to this role, even if they don't decide to seek the education. Hopefully, if they are thrown in, then they do that and use a program such as yours. But that's just crazy to think that someone would say, hey, take over our safety for our company, such an important thing, without any education. So the fact that CSU has such a strong program is great. 
And can you kind of talk about certifications versus certificates? Sometimes there's a little confusion between the two. Can you explain that a bit for our listeners? Yes, because that is confusing. We get that a lot when we're talking with safety professionals. But the biggest difference is a certificate is usually the result of an educational process, a workshop, a training course that somebody goes through. Like in your company, you'll offer things in fall protection. You'll offer OSHA 10s and 30s, and they'll get a certificate at the end of it. It's the end result. It shows that they have completed the course. Where a certification usually results from years of experience within the profession. There's an assessment process at the end of it. Certifications are awarded by third parties, professional organizations like the Board of Certified Safety Professionals that offer the ASP and CSP, the Associate Safety Professional designation and the certified safety. They do much, much more than that. The National Association of Safety Professionals also does that. The Institute for Hazardous Materials Management also offers certifications, but there always is a test that's at the end of it that shows competency within a particular area. And then there are ongoing recertification, continuing education Uh, courses that one must take in order to keep that. So certificate is generally a workshop training where certification generally comes from a third party and an assessment process. I think that's a very good explanation because I can see where there would be some confusion. So that, that does help our listeners. Kind of going into the next step at Columbia Southern University, can you kind of give us the general process that someone would go through to become a certified professional in the safety field? Well, what we do, which makes us a little bit unique, is we take a look at a lot of the training and certifications that safety professionals have gone through and assess that as potential college degree transfer credit. So we're in the degree business. We help a lot of safety professionals pursue a degree, whether it be a two-year associate degree, a four-year bachelor's degree, or even a graduate master's level degree in the areas of occupational safety and health or environmental management. And we will take credit that they have earned in traditional brick and mortar campuses. We will take a look at professional safety training classes. We'll take a look at military educational credit, put all of that into the degree program so they can move forward towards graduation. And to piggyback off what Paul is saying, just a couple of examples, I know that you at your company and your listeners, you offer OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 and fall protection. And those are some of the certificates, certifications we will look at for that transfer credit. So if they've taken some of these type of things, trainings throughout their process, not being a safety professional at the time, and they have this documentation to show that they've had a 30 hour, that they have that kind of stuff, you guys take that as college credits then, right? Is that kind of how it works? Yes, sir. We do an evaluation and look at it, make sure that it meets our criteria. And yes, it could be good for college credit. And that is unique because in the traditional university and college environment, a lot of colleges won't look at training classes as potential college transfer credit because it's not taught in a traditional college classroom environment. 
but these are courses that safety professionals take to be able to do their job better and are oftentimes just as rigorous and have as many clock hours with experienced faculty as any college classroom. And so we do take a look at that. Another big part of our our enrollment is military. We have about 40% of our enrollment is active or retired military. And many of them, their jobs in the military was safety. And so that's where they cut their teeth on it. That's where they enjoyed finding it. They did a lot of training. And we'll look at that training to transfer into their degree program with us as well. Well, I was going to say, I don't know a lot about the educational part of what universities and colleges offer, but I would say that that is very unique. I don't think you hear a lot about that, like getting credit for training classes or the experience. And I think that just makes sense. I actually wish in a lot of fields, schools would look at that because it's really what you know. I know that might be hard to gauge in this situation, you know, if you have a certificate that's kind of proof, but it just makes sense. And I love that CSU is kind of utilizing that. And I agree that is very unique. Yeah, I think that's probably why you got the numbers that you do. 70% of your students are full-time workers because they can take some of that stuff that they've already have and work toward it versus starting fresh each and every time. Well, especially if they're still working and going to school. I mean, that's a lot to juggle. So it sounds like you work with them and that is a big help, I would say. Well, it also helps too with you saying that. I want to bring to the forefront that We don't do traditional semesters here at Columbia Southern. We're extremely flexible because most of our students are full-time employees working somewhere. So we actually have two different ways that you can do classes with no mandatory log-on times or length of time they have to be logged on. Yeah, and that makes it a lot easier to do at a self-pace. Yes, sir. I don't know if this would really apply to your situation, but did you see an increase, I guess, with students and such over COVID and everything being virtual? Did you see more people, I guess, taking advantage of something like this, this type of program, since a lot of it can be done online and such? We started as an online university. That's all we've ever done. That's all we currently do. That's all we really plan to do. And so I joke about it. I said, you know, our university's been COVID proof because (laughs) they're all trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to put a lot of traditional classroom classes online. This is all we've done. Right. And so we just really hummed right along during the COVID experience. We actually even saw a little bit of an uptick in our full-time enrollment because people were at home and they had more time in which to be able to devote to their educational career tracks. But no, we've maintained enrollment. We've looked very solid in our delivery systems, our support services. And so we're very healthy right now. And something that is filling a need for the working adult professional. And my hat is off to an adult learner that's able to juggle life, professional life, community life, family life, and be a student at the same time. I don't know how they do it, but they do and tremendous respect out to them. I would agree. I mean, those just show, at least in the safety world, those are passionate people about being good leaders in safety. And those are the kind of people we need out there in the world to make sure that families are staying together and businesses are growing. Mm -hmm, Definitely. That is a lot to juggle. So it does definitely say a lot for those students. What would you say are probably the most recognized certifications available for safety professionals? 
Well, certainly there's, <laughs> we could do another whole podcast on all the certifications. <laughs> yeah, we definitely could. That's for sure. <laughs> there's a lot. Safety loves their acronyms. It's kind of like the military, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to learn alphabet soup like crazy when I started, but probably the most recognizable ones that you'll find are offered through the Board of Certified Safety Professionals, BCSP, which is their ASP, the Associate Safety Professional, or the Mac Daddy of the big certifications is the CSP, the Certified Safety Professional. That really, the CSP allows safety professionals to really have the credibility within the profession and their companies that they need to be able to affect change and culture within a company. And so those are very, very big ones within the profession. Also, the CIH, the Certified Industrial Hygienist, the American Board of Industrial Hygiene awards that certification. That does require at least a minimum of a bachelor's, and it has specific natural and physical science courses within biology and chemistry and math that someone has to have. And then the other one I'll just touch on real quickly is the Institute for Hazardous Materials Management, IHMM. They offer a CSHM and a CHMM. There we go with the alphabet soup again. <laughs> yeah, but really. Both of those require a four-year degree. And the thing that I have found in the years that I've been with Columbia Southern and the data backs this up through a lot of salary surveys, through the National Safety Council and through BCSP, the more education a safety professional has, the more certifications the safety professional has and the more experience they have, their salary exponentially increases. And so it's one that is a profession that is tied into certifications and education and experience and safety professionals are reinforced for that expertise. Yeah, that's really good information. I know we've talked about a lot of things here that Columbia Southern University kind of offers. The different certifications, the online aspect is very, very appealing to people, especially when they're working full time. So for someone tuning in, how can CSU assist one in attaining one of these certifications? Like where would they just start? Well, we would love for them to reach out to either Paul or myself. So we will make sure that you have our email address, but they can also go to our website. We do offer, as Paul has mentioned, the associate, the bachelor's, and a master's in both occupational safety and health and environmental management. Really, though, we're excited to partner with Safety Solutions. And if they mention in their email to us that they heard about CSU on this podcast, we will make sure that they get a 10% tuition discount with us. We're also going to waive application fees. So we would love to get that evaluation started that we talked about. And the best way to do that is to reach out to either Paul or myself. And how would they get a hold of you guys? You mentioned your emails. Do you want to give that to our listeners? And I know they can look it up on the website also. Right. Our emails are very simply our first name dot last name. So in my case, obviously, paul.radke at columbiasouthern.edu. And Rebecca's would be... Rebecca. And I'm going to go ahead and spell mine since there's a couple of different spellings. Okay. R-E-B-E-C-C-A dot heating, K-E-A-T-I-N-G at columbiasouthern.edu. 
or they can simply dial us toll-free at 1-800-977-8449 and ask for either of us, and we will be more than happy to help them. And the one thing I do need to share with your listeners as well, the evaluations of credit are complimentary, and there's no commitment to enroll. When a prospective student wants to do the evaluation, they're just gathering more information of where they stand academically with us to make a more informed decision about moving forward. The evaluations are good for a year, so the student doesn't have to jump in right away and make that commitment. They can kind of chew on it, talk to family, talk to work, kind of get their ducks in a row before they pull the trigger on their first class. But with us, they take class at a time, maximum of two. So they can weave this in and do it very, very easily. And when they get their degree, it's a happy red letter day and they share it with their bosses and everybody at work. And if they're worried about cost, I would encourage them not to be. We are extremely affordable, as I mentioned, because of the partnership with Safety Solutions. They'll get a 10% tuition discount, but we also have scholarships available. Because of the partnership with Safety Solutions, we have what's called a Learning Partner Scholarship. We award four of those annually, but we also have scholarships in just the safety field that they can apply for or first-time students that they can apply for. So I would encourage them to do that and not be held back by the financial standpoint. Yeah, that's a good point. So if any of our listeners reach out to Rebecca or Paul at Columbia Southern University to get, it sounds like a 10% discount. Just mention Total Health and Safety Solutions or Ted Speaks, and that will help you out there. We appreciate that. Yes, thanks for being on the show, Rebecca and Paul, today. It's a pleasure. As you guys may know or may not know, I'm the Positive Safety Coach. And one thing we always try to do is try to be positive in safety. And so what we'd like to do is have a couple of jokes and see how you guys do. Are you ready? I'm a little nervous, but hit me. <laughs> well, we've had a couple guests throughout our podcast get the answer to these. There's but not many, though. No. <laughs> They're pretty interesting. So we'll get started here. We have a few for you. What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Oh. Two monkeys that share an Amazon account. Yeah. Amazon primates. Oh my goodness, Rebecca. Primates. Very good, Rebecca. Primates. That was very good. I may or may not be addicted to Amazon. I'm right with you there, especially with the last year and a half. I was going to say, you're probably only the third guest that has ever gotten an answer. Yes. (laughs) You, You should take that. You should be proud of yourself. Okay, Ted has another one here. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? A pony with a sore throat. This one's been out there for a while, Paul. I've never heard it before. I know. I'm, I should know that. A little horse. Something horse. <laughs> a little horse. Uh, a little horse. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys just get that one? <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while. We're just happy that you got it. That's what's important on those ones. Okay, we'll end with one last one to end it up here. What did the bartender say to the cheeseburger when it walked into the bar? What did the bartender say to the, to the cheeseburger when the cheeseburger walked into the bar? I had a tough time with this one I, myself. I have no idea. How's your pickle? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, okay, so what did the bartender say to the cheeseburger when it walked into the bar? He said, sorry, we don't serve food here. 
Did you guys get it? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I found that one and I told it to 10. He's like, huh? (laughs) Several times. Yeah. All three of these are going to my seven and 11 year old granddaughters today. Yeah, there you go. Rebecca and Paul, thank you very much for being on uh, TED Speaks today. We really enjoyed having you on there. If anybody has any questions, again, go back a little bit earlier into getting Paul or Rebecca's information and getting in touch with that and have a super safe day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you so much for having us and thank you for all you do for the safety profession. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. Thank you.